streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Wildcat Scoop podcast. I'm your host, Jason Shear, joined by... I'm sorry, what is happening right now? No, 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 no. What? That's not how this goes. Okay. You kind of caught me off guard, and you did that on purpose. (laughs) But hello, and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear. (laughs) And we decided to drop a bonus podcast just because of all the craziness that happened today. I tried to trick you. Are you even ready for the podcast right now? I was looking for something <laughs> to make sure I mention it. And then you just just started out of the blue. Um, but I it, made Shelby cry before this podcast started. My mom just texted me, by the way, Shelby, great. that she's watching it now. We used okay. to watch NCIS Religiously, all the time. With, we with Gibbs. We haven't watched in years. Because Gibbs guess, left. Tonight's a special episode for David McCallum because he died. And so I was... And he played Ducky he for played the people Ducky, that don't know or and don't I, remember. And I read Shelby the recap and I made her cry. I was a little verklempt because, you know, Ducky, if you watch NCS, was awesome. If you didn't watch NCS, uh, you missed out. It was great. But... Um, the day all started, Shelby, with a dentist appointment, as all days do. Right, right for you, uh, it feels my like. My first dentist appointment, I canceled weeks we all know what happened then i did it and then something else i don't remember what it was but news dropped and then today it was just to get my crown that's all it was it was a literal 20 minute 20 minute appointment in and out and i sit down and i look at my phone right when i'm about to get the x-ray going or whatever and boom arizona has a new athletic director shelby yes they do welcome desiree Read Francois. Francois. Um, well, Shelby's looking for whatever she needs to look at. I'll, I'll blabber a little bit. We I don't really have... It. I already found it. We don't really have questions. It's more of bullet points. Today was a freaking day. A uh, few things. It's funny because I... Salim Headband, my guy, shout out to you because you knew. I know that you knew. Uh, sometimes this happens. Bless you. And you can't say too much, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to get to her profile on Tuesday because I don't think Arizona's making an imminent hire. Uh, Robbins was around multiple boosters and other people this past weekend and did not give any indication that a hire was imminent Uh, to the point where he had a meeting with Erica Barnes today and Mike Kidrea and a few other people and that is when they found out that Arizona had a new athletic director. Uh, she is going to hold a press conference on Tuesday morning, so there's a good chance that by the time you listen to this, it's already official. From what I understand, one of the major criteria in all of this is that the Board of Regents said to Robbins, and you can believe this, not believe it, whatever. I'm just saying what I've heard. I don't know Desiree Reed Francois. I have never met her. I've heard things, and we'll talk about it in a minute. I don't, you know, I'm, I, I'm familiar with a lot of admin stuff. I have good sources, but it's not like coaching, so you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, from what I understand, the Board of Regents told Robbins, "Look, we know there's certain candidates you like, such as Erica Barnes, 
um, such as a few others, but we want you to hire a sitting AD. A legit sitting yeah. AD. You need, like, that is what we are asking you to do. Uh, go hire a, a sitting AD. Um, go hire someone that basically, you know, is knows the lay of the land. We don't have time for people to adjust on the job. We need someone that will know the finances and be able to work as the athletic director. From what I understand, weeks ago, like Desiree, I'm just going to call her Desiree, whatever. We're on a first name basis. DRF is kind of her nickname. So she graduated from Arizona with a law degree. From what I understand, she was ironically supposed to be on campus today weeks ago because she was going to talk to the law school. Uh, It just so happened that she got hired in the process. Um, Look, it's it's an interesting... I think nationally it's very impressive because the picture that you're getting is that an athletic director left Missouri, an SEC school, and I don't think anyone argue the future of college athletics is the SEC and the Big Ten. Right. I think that is very clear, and it's all the other conferences are kind of trying to stick with them. The Big 12, in my opinion, is probably positioned third right now. Right? Um, and also what's interesting is Mac Rhodes, the Baylor AD, was also at Missouri and <laughs> left for Baylor. So... And also in Arizona, a Tucson guy. So Missouri is like a, a training ground for right. good ADs. Um, now, she is, again, like she's experienced. She's going to talk. We're going to find out. But she took a pay cut. Uh, now, I say pay cut. She's still making a million a year. She took a $250,000 pay cut, which is a lot. one point two five to a million. But Arizona still had the money to pay an AD a million a year. What's funny is Robbins had told people... And again, I'm not blaming. This isn't negative. That, but he had told people like we, like I tweeted about Mark Harlan. Remember early in the process, and I was like, Arizona can't buy him out. Right. There's no way. I don't know her bio. I know that she pretty recently signed an extension with Missouri. Um, I believe that it wouldn't surprise me if there was kind of a waving of a buyout of sorts. Uh, I don't want to say Missouri pushed her out. I, I don't know if that's accurate wording, but. As I posted and as I tweeted, I believe, a couple weeks ago, there was a committee, a four-person committee, only one woman, I'm pretty sure. Three men, one woman. Yeah, because I was in the car. I was like, (laughs) I bet it was all men, but Um, I I wasn't right. There was one woman. That was going to oversee all of Missouri athletics. That basically, she was upgrading the stadium and got stuff approved, but they wanted to oversee it. She put Missouri in the surplus, budget surplus, for the first time in six years, And because of that, she kind of increased spending because if you have more money, you're going to spend it. Well, now they want to know what you're spending it on. To the penny. And she basically said, from what I understand, but people around her have told me, maybe I'm wrong. I don't think I am. But that she said, look, I'm very clearly successful. I signed our football coach to an extension. A lot of our Olympic sports are better. Basketball was good last year. I hired Dennis Gates. That was a solid hire. They're not good this year. I get it. But they were good when I hired them. Last year, if you remember, they lost to Princeton after Arizona lost to Princeton. Um, why are you up my ass, basically? Right. Yeah, why does she need to be like handcuffed to these four people overseeing her? So I, I don't know. I don't. Again, I don't know if it's accurate to say Missouri pushed her out, but I'm not sure it's her just ditching Missouri. I believe there's a mutual aspect. A mutual to that. parting of ways that was convenient for everyone. Right. That was very convenient. For Arizona. 
Um, now, in terms of who she is and what she does, uh, at, we'll start with her as a person. Mm-hmm. I have heard, and you have heard, both sides of the equation. I have heard that she's very hard to work for and that she is very demanding. Uh, I have heard from other people that absolutely love her. There is no in-between. Now, I will say that there is a lot of bullshit in the athletic department. And there's a lot that needs to be cleaned out. And certain people uh, that have certain... And and I haven't named them, and I'm not going to name them. It's not Erica Barnes. Like She should stay forever. But uh, there are certain people in the AD that are holding certain positions that they have no business holding. And I, from what I understand, she did it at UNLV and she did it at Missouri. She cleaned house. She cleaned house a little bit. She brought her own people in. And, and as well, you should. Like when Dave Hickey was hired, he brought in Derek Vanaway and he brought in Crystal Swinhorse and he brought in uh, some other people, I believe. Like that's just the lay of the land. It's very hard for me to believe that Desiree is going to come in and be like, okay, everyone else is staying. Like th- because you, you want to retool. And Robinson's been very clear. And I'll probably ask him tomorrow that he wants to retool the athletic department. Well, you can't retool the athletic department and keep everyone right. around. You can't afford to keep everyone around. And you also want your new AD to feel comfortable to be able to come in and make changes. And changes suck. Like, people are potentially not going to have jobs that have gotten very comfortable. So they're probably not super happy today. Um it's just the, the nature of change and progress. So, like, for instance, and again, I'm not calling on anyone to be fired. I don't like speculating on job status. But, like, Arizona's CFO right now is Matt Hayes, who was hired by Jed Fish and then worked his way up into the admin. Well, if you look at Desiree at UNLV and Missouri, her financial person was William Wheeler. I would assume She'd probably that bring- she probably wants to bring her chief financial officer with her. Uh, I don't know that for sure, right? It's an assumption, and it's something that multiple people pointed out, is that while she gets a lot of credit for the budget and surplus, and, and obviously she's been hired to help turn that around at Arizona, Wheeler played a very large role in that ability at Missouri. So that's something that um, I, I, I'll have a close eye on in terms of what she does. As her as a person, look, I have no idea. Again, I've never met her. Um, I've known people that... You know, I, I remember, for instance, uh, I'll just say names, I don't care, Dennis Poliant when he was with Kevin Sumlin. Uh, Shelby knew that a lot of people have warned us about him and said he was a jerk and all that. Me and him uh, got along very well. I liked him quite a bit, right? <laughs> like we were, And so there are people that I have come across that I don't like, that other people like, and, and vice versa. So, uh, you know, it, it, and look, I, I think she's going to have to answer at the presser, and in general, she's had 11 jobs already, right? Now, with her, you can make the case up until this point that every job she's had has been an upgrade. But there's a little Jed Fishness to that, which is what we call it, where if you're at like... You, Opportunistic. Right? And but, so... you know, nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with that. And, and, but she's going to have to answer, like, why did you leave Missouri? And I probably already know her answer. I have ties to Arizona. And when you look at her job, she's been a West Coast person and, mm-hmm. and all, and she wants the challenge. And I'm, I'm just saying, like... There's going to be people, there for, and I, Shelby has seen the comments that people sent. There's no in-between, right? Right. It's like, pretty black and white. Like and here's, I, the other thing, too, is, is is it fair? We don't know yet. Yeah, right. But this is Arizona's first female AD in its history. 
you know, the AD is typically a male dominated position up and down across the board. So like, is the feedback on her being a bitch fair? Right. Is it? I don't know. It probably isn't. And, and, and just because, you know, she has to come in and do the hard job. She has to come in. She's not here to be the good guy at first. She needs, needs to come in. She has a job to do as directed by Robbins, who is directed by the Arizona Board of Regents. So she's not necessarily going to be making friends right away. And I fully acknowledge, too, I think part of it is there were other female candidates, right? Yeah. With more U of A ties, like Erica. And, 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 and you know, from what I understand, Robbins is, was apologetic and basically said, look, like... You're just not a sitting AD. You're just not... that they. I have my orders, that's what I do. And then you have Stephanie Remp that, you know, who I floated around at Nevada, mm-hmm. who's U of A ties, is pretty good at her job as well. There's multiple people with U of A ties in the AD business. And like you said, it's going to be interesting if she does keep Erica around, and I don't see why she wouldn't. Uh, I can't see her being allowed to let go of Erica. I think that's probably more of an Erica choice. Your top two people in the athletic director are women. women. And that's going to be very, very interesting. And I also think that Arizona's in a position where coaching, and we'll get to this in a minute, isn't the priority. The priority is to modernize the AD and get it ready for the Big 12. And I've said this before, and you got questions on Twitter. What do you mean by modernize the AD? Well, one of the things that she is very involved with at Missouri was NIL. At the state level, Missouri passed a law in August of last year where once a player signed with Missouri, you could start providing them NIL opportunities. You did not have to wait for them to enroll. That was an advantage. If you look at Missouri's football recruiting classes, they are good, right? That's probably part of it. Is it all of it? No. Eli Drinkwitz obviously deserves a lot of credit there. But it's things like that. Like, you're going to have to get creative. And I'm not saying anything bad about Dave as a person. He wasn't great in the community. He didn't really want to be out there very much. And he wasn't really creative with the NIL stuff, right? I think it was a little over his head. Right. The NIL stuff was new. And and someone told me, you know, no disrespect to Dave, but when you come from a place that he came from, Central Michigan... And your Arizona's a big boy school, and there's an adjustment to be made. And Dave surrounded him with people that were making the same adjustment. The small town choices. And so everybody is making the same adjustment at once. Desiree is now coming from the SEC. So she knows the beast that is college football and all that. So, you know, we talk about coaching. She's not having to hire a football coach. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now. We're going to talk about basketball in a minute. She's not having to hire a basketball coach. Uh, has she had some successful hires? She extended Eli Drinkwitz. She didn't do great at UNLV, but I will say this. 
the women's basketball hire she yeah. made at UNLV was fantastic. The current coach there is fantastic. Former player for Stanford. I'm very curious. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. Like, when, when does her contract expire? 2026, I believe. But I'm I'm very curious to see what happens with LaRoque and Arizona and Adia Barnes because uh, I don't want to get too far in the weeds, Shelby, and you're a strong woman, so I could say this, but strong women don't all the times get along with other strong women. That's and true. And Adia is very opinionated, and Desiree is probably very opinionated, and I'm very curious to see Who how wins? that relationship works out. Uh, Missouri softball, Missouri gymnastics, like these are things that became better because she was there because she like under her and these were her hires so but again like she doesn't necessarily have that issue at arizona when you look at everything no football change no basketball change women's basketball she doesn't need to necessarily change that contract's got years caitlin Lowe softball i guess you're watching that closely but they're off to a good start like it's not it's not it's not the high priority that's right. not her role walking in the door on day one like on day one, her role is to start her role getting to... the lay of the land. Yeah, get to you know get on the boosters' good side and start turning the ship around on the financial side. And while she is doing that, we have to keep in mind Robbins, his job is to deal with the rest of the university's financial stuff, which they've already started to do, and he's got the governor breathing down his neck. At I, this point, people ask people have asked like, "Hey, Jason, how do you think that relationship's going to work?" I think Robbins has no choice but to step away from athletics for now take yep. a step back that's the real reason why he wasn't really seen With in the Brent football and brett brennan is. and he'll introduce desiree i think this is this is a different scenario because his job depends on it and yeah. he's going to do what saves his ass and her first job is going to be to clean this place up yep like there and, and and i i would not be surprised if and and from what i understand she has no problem being the bad guy. The, the, the bad guy. But I, I'm just warning people. It would not surprise me. And look, I, I think your average person probably doesn't care. Unless it's like Erica. Right? But And I don't think it'll be Erica. Um, but I don't be surprised if you hear about layoffs and positions disappearing and stuff like that. Because that's that's her job. It's the nature of the beast. They're going to consolidate positions. Maybe you don't need three admins. Or it, maybe you don't need so many ticket holders. Or maybe you do need... I did read something interesting. I think it might have been from you or from Pete Thamel. Is that she was really innovative in the front ticket office and the way that their uh you know the the fundraising teams were put together um which is obviously a testament to her running her missouri department in the in the surplus this year well when you look at missouri's senior leadership team it's her as director of athletics then she has a woman rachel blunt as a senior associate the swa then she has a associate director of athletics for marketing and fan experience Oh, I like it. I think Arizona has that. Right. But then, like, she goes down and it's football. It's like she has quite a few director of athletics is what they're called. Now, with that being said, like, like they have a director of athletics, communications and storytelling. Right. Like that could just be consolidated into marketing. Right. So in, in uh, Missouri. But the big one I'm, I'm curious is obviously is William Wheeler. That's her guy. Senior associate director of athletics, finance and analytics. Uh, I would assume if it's not him, and I, I have a gut feeling it is, I, I'm not going off anything, I don't know, but that's going to be her first hire. She's going to figure out, and it's going to be someone that she can trust because it needs to be cleaned up. Well, it's like Brent Brennan brought Ben and brought yeah, like his first, whole team. Right, you bring, you bring everybody in sports has that one person. Like when Dave came, it was Derek. When 
Greg Byrne came, he had a guy. When Brett Brennan came, it was Ben Thienis. And, you know, when uh, Jed Fish came, it was Matt Hayes, who's now in the AD. Like, everyone has that. Someone had Polian. Every single person. Like, peanut butter and jelly. Rich Rod had Mike Parrish. It's like, like Shelby and Jason. Yes. Yeah, so and Mike. She's got that person. It's just a matter of, like, are they coming? Or, and my assumption would be yes. Okay. Well, I think we covered... As much as we can at this moment about it. I hopefully we gave some little more insights than you've seen or heard elsewhere about her. Um, but it is exciting. It's an exciting day to have someone. And one thing I've I've seen too, um, like who cares if she only stays for three years, three, four years? Like, you know, like this longevity thing that everybody wants to have, you know, for coaching, like because well, we're spoiled with Lit Olson. You know, we've had Candrea for years and years. But, like, you know, Greg Byrne moved on. He well, got things done and he left. People think, like, like Jed Fish left. We all knew Jed Fish was leaving. It was that we all thought he was leaving next year, right? It was the way he left. But we always said, or I always said, like, if, if, you, if a coach leaves in a better position, so be it. Like, if Desiree comes in, fixes the AD, gets him in the surplus, hires a couple coaches, that comes up, everything's hunky-dory, and then she goes on to a Big Ten school, whatever it may be. Good so, for her. Good for her, right? Like, so be it. This is this also isn't a coaching situation where if she leaves, she's taking everything with her. Right. It's a, right? Like, you're it's looking, a this is a CEO is what you're looking at, basically. And so we're, we're going to find out. Anyway. This was the day. This was the day. So the next item, Shelby. Item number two. Tommy Lloyd signs a lucrative five-year extension. Woo, so woo. it was funny because I was on Mike's show earlier in the day. Like, two hours before it got announced. Yeah, you guys went at 11 a.m. Right. And I said to Mike, I go, look, like, after the ASU game, he said he values being at Arizona. Like, he, he realizes the value Arizona has on him, and he values And I said, you don't make comments like that on, what's the word? I always get it confused. On, uh, unsolicited. Unsolicited. This unless, is the third time we've had I this know, conversation today. Unless you mean it. Like, there was no reason at that time. For him to say it. And he has said almost in every presser since the original. Remember, there is an extension that was taken off. So, from what I understand, the extension that was taken off was actually the one-year rollover. Because of whatever. So, Tommy and his agent said, forget the one-year rollover. This is where I want to be. Let's just get the big deal done. And, the, and that's what Tommy said at the time. He was very forthcoming. And like every presser since then, he's had a quote that says how happy he is to be here. Yeah, and, then, and there's a big A on his pickleball court. Right? And then today, it's like, boom. I'm, you had an interesting question. You said, who gets credit for it? Is it Mike Andrea or is it Robbins? And I said, it's probably the guys paying his contract, which is the boosters. This is a completely donor-funded contract. And Tommy Lloyd is legit friends with most of the boosters. Like, he plays pickleball with the boosters. He hangs out with the boosters. He may not be this guy where, you know, you, you see him all over the place and he's blowing smoke up everyone's ass and all that, Jed Fish. But <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, by the way, and I just want to say this one thing about Jed because I'm tired of talking to him about him, right? Yeah. This was a donor contract, the same thing that Jed Fish had. He had it he in had his it. hands. It was raised 100%. The promissory notes thing is made up. It's fake, right? The MOU thing is fake. This was a Tommy Lloyd donor, whatever, raised contract. And Mike Luke texted me and goes, did you notice that these are the same terms that Jed Fish's contract were? Yeah. Like two or two. So the whole thing, 
with waiting and the ABOR and all that. This contract still hasn't been approved by ABOR, but it will. That's why they, they announced it. They know it will. It's donor raised. It now makes him, I think, the sixth highest paid coach. Number six. And the and the second highest in the Big 12 behind Bill Self. It is a five-year deal. I don't know the buyout, but a lot of times the buyout is just the remainder the of the contract, which in this case would be $20 million to buy out Tommy Lloyd. No one except for Kentucky is paying $20 million to buy out a coach, and Tommy Lloyd's not going to Kentucky. So the thing is with him, like, or Washington, by the way. There's a little rumor yeah, about whatever. that floating Tommy around. Tommy Lloyd is what you see is what you get. Like, there's no BS with Tommy Lloyd. When he says he is happy in Tucson and his wife is happy in Tucson, they are happy in Tucson. Uh, you can catch Tommy Lloyd at a bar once in a while and Bob Dobbs drinking a beer. And he just walks in, sits down, has a beer, talks to a couple people, and walks out. Like, he's very comfortable I'm where assuming. he is. And he said it when he took the job, and it wasn't bullshit that basically Arizona was the job that he had his eye on. He, and, and he had opportunities throughout the years to leave for other jobs, and he didn't do it. And he's not the type of guy, like, he's not a job hopper or anything like that. Like, this is what he's going to do. They're recruiting well. He has what he needs. He has friends. He's well compensated. Great weather. Great weather. Uh, you know, he's at peace Elite with everything. Elite program. He had, you know, great practice facility. What's the one thing he's probably going to want more of? NIL money. What's the one thing he's probably going to get more of? Now, NIL money, right? Because that's what every head coach wants. But beyond that, and, and, and like he even said, like the other night, Saturday, it wasn't about beating ASU by 45 necessarily, right, Shelby? Right. Christian Coloco came back for the Ring of Honor. That's awesome. Joseph Blair, Jason Terry, walk-ons like Jordan Maids, Justin Kyer, Kyle Fogg, who didn't play for, like, the, like, they're just it's the, the legacy. You the, can't you can't duplicate that anywhere. Like there's very, very few places. There's very few places. Like Ben Mathurin comes to be in the Ring of Honor. Who does he bring? The entire freaking Indiana Pacers. It's and so Kevin cool. Durant is just chilling baseline. Like you don't like there's very Kentucky is the only school that probably can put that on right now. Right? Yeah, and and Kansas fair. if you want to say Kansas too, but I just don't, I've not heard of that tradition where it's just normal, like a rotating right. door. Like, there's very, like Brent very... Brennan, the football coach is at the basketball game. Uh, you know, the, the football team is at the basketball game frequently. Like, just... and, and we always go back, what's the most distinct, and, and I know I'm biased, but what is the most distinct cheer in college sports? Bear down, Arizona. Oh, U of A. It's U of A. Yeah, U of A. Like, on you turn Twitter. on the TV no matter where you are, and you're watching a game and Arizona's winning, it doesn't matter if the game's on the road. It doesn't matter. Like, you watch the game of Colorado, and you hear U of A chants. Mm-hmm. Like, Vegas is U of A, Bill. U of A. Oh, like, Vegas is Wildcat country. Right? Like, it's just, it's a different vibe, and, and kudos to whoever. I don't know who got it done. I think the boosters, they deserve the most credit. But, kudos to all the people behind yes, the curtain. Big deal. Great day. Great time. We're keeping Tommy. Uh, Arizona has the right dude. And I know people, Andre Veras was bad at me. Uh, he emailed me and he said, why do you and Mike keep bringing up Tommy's lack of postseason success? He's only had two postseasons. And one of them was, you know, <laughs> and it's like, look, I get what you're saying. And, you know, it other takes, people are bringing it up. It, it, it takes time. I think this is a big year for him. But yeah, I mean, he's he is the right dude for this job, because I always say this. There's always an idiot. And, and there's very few morons that would say Tommy's not the right guy. So you always ask yourself. If Tommy's not the right guy, who is? Who is? Right? And who is? Like, I 
Is Tommy the best coach in the country? That's up for you. I'm sure most people would say Bill Self is. I mean, he kind of won and, that a couple years right? ago. Right, and, and if you want to say Bill Self is better, there's a few others, I completely get that. But who would I rather want running my program? I'm not sure, again, from probably a biased point of view, that there's anyone I'd rather have running my program than Tommy Lloyd. Because I also look at a lot of these coaches and they're embarrassing themselves, right? Like Cronin is a good coach. He's a good coach. Yeah. He's an effing maniac. I would never yeah. want him running my program. Uh, Patino today was a... Patino telling oh basically God. saying my players are slow and shitty. My bad guys. This was a bad year for me. Yeah. Like, no. Like, great <laughs> coach. But, like, come on. But, like, Tommy... I wish Tommy sometimes would throw players on the bus. And he really does it. Like, he's... Again, what you see is what you get from him. And, and I yeah. think he fits Tucson and the whole vibe in Tucson very, very well. What kind of particular people? Um, all right. So that happened. And then another thing happened. Like, wasn't it right in the middle when you were on that emergency? Yeah, so I did an emergency podcast Emergency with podcast with Mike, PHNX, twice in one day. And, and then, in the middle yeah. of it, Arizona football received a commitment from linebacker Jabari Mann. Jabari, Jabari Mann. Man. I, I typed it. That's you, my you fault. You typed it wrong, yeah. Uh, yeah, he is. He got out of his NLI last week, and once that happened in a dead period, everyone knew. So a dead period, I want to make sure people know. You could once you get out of the NLI, um, you could talk to other coaches, and when you're in a dead period, you can still talk to coaches. You just can't visit. Uh, once he did that, everyone knew where he was going. Uh, he was a guy that had a very close relationship with Brent Brennan, Alonzo Carter. Danny Gonzalez liked him quite a bit upon watching film. Uh, this was a, a very easy grab for Arizona. Um, I asked Brandon Huffman how good he was, and he said that he went from an uh, 82 to 88 in ratings. Basically, he would be like the third. He's the third highest commit Arizona has left in this class. That's awesome. So Jamari. He, is, he is a guy. We're oh just my having God. issues tonight. He's Bless a guy you. that is a kind of a tweener. Um, he's not the fastest player, but he's got, uh, as as I like to say, he's got some shit to him, where he's tough and he and he's he. You never heard that before. I would just say he's got that dog in him. Yeah, same thing. Where like he's tough, he'll talk a little smack, but he's gonna lay you out. And uh, so you know, it's guys like that that get true grit. Well, it, it's they they've got them overlooked, and then Air, like a Jacob Mon. I love it. And then Arizona lands him, and they turn out to be awesome. Three star Scooby. I would not be surprised at all if Jabari Man um, contributes as a freshman. I really would. It would not surprise me at all. I, I it's a very nice pickup. Awesome. Um, and then earlier in the day, somewhere in the middle of all the craziness, uh, the rankings came out for basketball. And uh, Arizona basketball is now ranked fourth in the United States of America. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's fair. I don't know what's going on as we're recording this in the Houston game. Uh, we were watching the Houston uh, game. You know, if Houston loses and Arizona wins and sweeps this week, I think they'll move up. But four's fine. In, in reality, we're at the point of the year where Houston's up nine with two minutes, so they're going to win. We're at the point of the year where, in reality... Just stay in the top ten. The top 25 doesn't really matter anymore. It doesn't. Like, it's seeding. Now we're talking about seeding. So Arizona being four is cool. If Arizona loses a game and drops a six, who cares? I'm still looking if they're a one seed. Right. Right. Like, that. That we're at that time of the year where rankings are... I just don't think rankings are as cool as they were a month ago. Right? Yeah. Like, because now it's like, I don't care. I'm looking at seeding, location, and all that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you just look at Arizona and who's playing better basketball right now, and it's probably only UConn, in my opinion. But this is a big week. We're not going to discuss it too much, but 
Uh, yeah, we will have a preview podcast, obviously, for Washington State, who are playing uh, at McHale at 9 o'clock, the I premier got, time of day. It's funny because it's 9 and then Saturday is 12. I got Shelby and Brielle. Yeah, I got tickets. Got tickets, so. I talked a little shit on the Pac-12 My wife tweet. never. Twitter today about how great this game is and oh it's a ranked matchup and yay and it's like yeah it's at nine o'clock and also Shelby also we would be remiss if we didn't shout out some players real quick uh, 12 Arizona days. baseball left-handed pitcher Jackson Kent was the first Pac-12 pitcher of the week Woo-hoo. what's funny Shelby is this is now the third consecutive season that an Arizona pitcher has won Pac-12 pitcher of the week to start the season uh, he started opening night against the number 23rd in the country Northeastern Went six innings, struck out eight batters, allowed one run on four hits. Uh, very good performance by him. And then Shelby, softball, Regan Shockey, Pac-12 Freshman of the Week uh, for the Reagan. first time in her, Reagan, for the first time in her career, obviously. Uh, freshman from Chino Hills, California, hit a paltry 688 <laughs> with 11 Psh. hits Psh. and eight runs. Uh, Arizona softball beat Arkansas last week. She scored the winning run to walk off the Razorbacks on Friday night. She had two hits in five of Arizona's six games, had uh, two RBIs in three games. She uh, leads the conference and is 10th in all of college softball in batting average at 517, third in the Pac-12 and in the nation with 15 hits. It's a great day. It was a great, unexpected President's Day. Usually Mondays are quiet. They weren't quiet. Just another manic Monday. Uh, Just a little quick note. Our buddy Alex R64 dropped a really awesome, famous compilation video today of the Arizona versus Arizona State basketball game. If you haven't seen it, you can find it at AlexR64 underscore on the Twitter and then thank you so much to friends of the show, Lance, Lynn, and Cheryl, uh, who bought mugs today, and also Randy uh, as well. So thank you so much, everyone, for supporting us. And, you know, hopefully you enjoyed our surprise podcast. We don't normally uh, do unless there's something horribly, I guess horribly is not the right word, wonderfully no. Like newsworthy, I guess. Depends on Shelby's mood. She's very erratic. I am erratic. Not me. I'm very even keeled. Wow, I I really get that from our interactions. Brielle's on now podcast. yelling at me while playing Fortnite. As we just realized that our daughter's up at nine thirty at night. Yeah, She's smart. She we're... stays up and plays video games quietly while we do the podcast and don't pay attention to her. Yep, yep, yep. So she's gonna go to bed now, and we are going to let you go and enjoy your night or day when you listen to this. And as always, no matter where you go or what you do or how many ADs you hire or, you know, what your ranking is, you can always bear down. You know, Shelby, it's kind of funny. What, there's, there's a few people that look at my follows on Twitter mm-hmm. and then follow them. That's and true. I knew that. So last night. Uh, you were right by me. I followed Desiree because I was going to write a profile and I had a hunch, you know, things were moving. And then I was like, you know what? I can't do this. It'll smoke. So I unfollowed Desiree. So now you all have to watch for my follows and unfollows. And fun fact, she followed Jason two days ago. Yeah. No, she, this morning. 
This you, morning. You followed me two days ago. It was just, yeah. We Thanks. just met each other. Thanks for finally following me. You're welcome.